Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And uh, hopefully your wallet is not going to be enslaved, but we're going to give you all the help we can because we have Bob Kudlon with us, and he knows all about the economy, the market, and we're going to get into some things that could definitely affect what you do with your money and how you proceed and navigate through this landmine of Biden catastrophes. And I do mean catastrophes. So we're going to welcome Bob aboard, and Bob, it's good to have you back. And, and, and Bob, i got to tell you, from my personal standpoint, my house has paid off. All right, I've done a good job managing finances. We pay cash for everything. We're kind of the Dave Ramsey school that I've ever taken as classes. But uh, I saw Senate testimony. I don't need anyone to interpret what I heard. But Tucker Carlson accurately interpreted it when he said they're trying to eliminate home ownership. He, they want to tax us on our un, uh, what is it unrealized income. And appreciate okay, so you have appreciation, and they call it unrealized income, and they want to start taxing you on what that is year to year. And most American families don't have $400 for a car repair bill. How the heck are they going to pay this tax? Yeah, I don't know if this is some sort of fantasy island for Yellen uh, or to put such an extreme proposal out there to get something less draconian approved, but. If they want to destroy America in one tax season, that would do it. So you would have, if you think about it, if everybody knows everybody has to sell to pay the tax, everything will crash. 
So the government won't get their tax revenues that they think they're going to get. Everybody's assets are going to collapse. And we're going to end up with a big stinking pile of depression. So I don't know how suicidal Congress is. So, um, so I don't think they can. Um, I don't think they can um, dictate it. But my view has been all along: the Federal Reserve system was set up to take basically the, take the West back to being a um, feudal society again. They don't like people running around and having their own opinions on things. They want people to be focused on trying to survive. And, and that way, you're not going to screw around with uh, the elites and their and their their um, their games and motivations. Just like the royals in in during the Middle Ages, you know, they had their games. And everybody else just tried to eke out an existence and a buy your leave. So it never stopped, and and so it's been fairly successful, you know. But we reached a point now where everybody's noticing. So so we'll see, you know, and. Uh, and to that point, they're all starting to out the Federal Reserve people. I wonder if it'll translate to the Congress can't insider trade either. That would be something. But but I think uh, I think they're outing the Fed guys now because these guys are all the hawks that are getting are, that are getting outed. And you know we're we're going to end up with a bunch of dubs. And I think you're going to see basically a um, uh, <clears throat> basically we're going to go f- from from basically inflation to stagflation. And then from there, I'm not sure where we're going to end up. Could be even uh, I hate to use the word hyperinflation, but around the world it could be hyperinflation, and and the United States having a really really bad case of stagflation. Can you explain the difference um, between hyperinflation and stagflation to the audience? Yeah, hyperinflation means you don't want the currency at all. So stagflation means that you have high inflation and low productivity, and so basically. I call it the inflationary depression model, where where even though you're not getting the sales volume, which you normally would bring prices down, you're getting uh, basically prices stay elevated. Hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of people don't know that that could happen. Have we seen that before in our history? Yes, yeah, stagflations happened to us in the '70s under under Jimmy Carter, which we're paralleling with with Biden now and then hyperinflation is what happened to Germany and what happened recently in in Venezuela so basically when you when your currency gets hyperinflated is basically people are puking it up they it's not accepted as transaction anymore and and so the 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 prices are are being will be revalued on a currency or medium of exchange that's more trusted than the uh than the home currency so okay. stagflation is is basically you prices they don't follow supply and demand anymore the the prices stays elevated. Well, I just wonder is Germany going to see something similar because of natural gas and the reason I ask, I see that the Germans are enforcing some kind of price controls on their economy. Yeah, and somebody else is too. They're trying to um impose a a limit on costs, the French and it's not going to work. You basically end up with shortages. Germany is the least country you have to worry about going back into hyperinflation because the Germans actually manage their budgets pretty uh, effectively. It's it's really the southern tier of, of, of Europe that basically the Latin belt. 
that is going to um, will will get destroyed in in this next downturn with the EU. So they don't produce enough energy, and they don't produce enough food, and they have budget deficits out the out the wazoo. So, but Germany at any point can just decouple from Europe and be fine again. There's an old thing that was the old Hanseatic League that, that might ring a bell to you as an historian. Basically, it's the um, it's uh, it's the German slash Scandinavian slash Baltic. Um, region that is a strong part of Europe, mm-hmm. and and you've already seen England has now decided we're going to create an Anglosphere, right? So, and I suspect New Zealand, once they come out of their coma, will will come on board. Is that you're going to see basically the the world starting to break apart into these blocks, and um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Hanseatic League come back again. It's funny how things always come back to where they were. I think you're going to see, I call it Anglo plus the double I. It's, you know, it's the five I's. We'll call them the seven I's. I just coined a phrase as India and Israel to the five I's. And I think that's that's a formidable technology block that's informal right now. And then, you know, obviously Japan and Korea are, are, are part of the quad, you know, which is another defense block. So um, I think you're going to see that. China's finding itself fairly isolated. The Russians don't trust the Chinese, although they will they'll they'll deploy with them certain scenarios. So, but um, but yeah, I think we're going to see a basically a breakdown of world trade back into block trading. Interesting, and and um, notice how the BRIC nations then would have broken apart. For example, with India breaking ranks with China, which they really already have done. And uh, so that old BRICS alliance seems to be a fading, too. Yeah, you know, India at some point point had this fetish that they could be the leader of the non-aligned nations, and then India found out there are no non-aligned nations. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to. But, you know, what concerns me, and this is kind of getting off into the geopolitical, but what concerns me is, is these economic bloc alliances could easily translate into military alliances and that reminds me a lot of pre-world war one yeah and look at everything everything geopolitics is economic right so sure. to know these things helps you position yourself for for profit right so yeah i don't disagree you know um that i don't know you know it's interesting i think the chinese have shown the world there's a different way to fight a war and i think you're going to see digital warfare before we'll see kinetic warfare again um to be perfectly blunt with you the chinese can't win a kinetic war okay so they they're gonna they're gonna try to do it a different way we just can overwhelm them um they have no navy to speak of they have no ability to project air power we own space and now aligning ourselves with australia and japan and great britain is that we're basically we're dictating the terms of the naval passage for uh, for China. So China's doing something different. They decided to say, "I'm going to beggar my neighbor." They feel that they can control their population to deal with hardship better than the West. And I can't say I disagree with with their assessment of the West. I just don't know what happens when you, when chaos reigns and how how. Um, 
people will, will react to it. That may turn your digital to your kinetic that you're thinking of, Dave. Yeah, it could. It just it, things are just in such flux right now. It's incredible. Um, what kind of trends are you seeing here? You know, economically in the United States that are really catching your attention. I know we mentioned the stagflation, but that'll be a result, I think, of the things that probably are concerning you. Yeah, look, it's energy, energy, energy. We basically, at the end of August, there was a flip. Okay, call it the 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 Taliban top, the Biden bungle, whatever it was. We we switched now, and I think people are realizing that the more the more um, water we 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 pour on the Federal Reserve's lithium, right? The greater the fire is becoming now, and I think the Fed has now realized they're trapped, and investors now agree. So look at oil. You know, I said to you on this show a couple of times we're going to see oil one hundred and twenty dollars uh, a barrel. That's the mathematical move to be expected. And if you notice what oil's doing today, oil's up to almost uh, seventy eight dollars and rising, and uh, and look at coal is ripping and uranium is ripping and natural gas is ripping. And we position all our investors uh, and subscribers uh, into um, uh, into um, getting into these energy names and forgetting about everything else. Just go with the simple trade. And we're just absolutely murdering it right now. Mm-hmm. And we, this is secular, Dave. Uh, this moves secular. And you know what else is happening? And I, I dare to dream but gold and silver are starting to get a bid. And when they join the party, then it's going to be uh, nirvana for the anti-fiat people. Okay, so let's break that down so people understand what we're talking about. Um, I know what you mean by anti-fiat currency that's not backed by anything tangible and that tends to hyperinflate. At least that's what history shows. Um, but you're thinking people are going to rush to precious metals. Yeah, so what's happening now is that energy is the first place people go. It's liquid. It's large. And you also have people on the same side of the trade as you, okay? So, you know, gold and silver, you have the, you're up against the bankers, okay? And uh, you don't have the strength. But oil, you have oil-producing countries that want oil to go up. So um, so what happens is uh, the big money, the first place they rotate out of the stock market, and this is all in the stock market. When I say the stock market, I'm talking about the stuff people are normally familiar with, right? You know, the FANG names and you know, at Al, and they start moving into the energy names. And so once that happens, then people are going to start looking and saying, how is the Fed going to react to this? And if the Fed stays dovish, where they start QE again, then you're going to start seeing movement into the precious metals. People have been waiting because they've been waiting for the <clears throat> the 10-year to really back up hard, and that would destroy, um, that would dest- the strength of the dollar would destroy the, the uh the precious metals, but now people are starting to be cautiously optimistic. We're getting a turn. Just last week, uh, we started to see a turn in the palladium and platinum uh, sector, and that has to turn and go higher before we see gold and silver go higher. But once they all start moving together, basically people are going to dump what's called financial assets, and they're going to go into the commodity or physical assets. And you can trade both in the stock market. So, so when I'm, everything I'm referring to is not buying stuff and storing it is, is you just switch companies that you own and uh and you'll you'll make a lot of money we just um we just been enjoying this uh, fruits of the labor and then you get these occasional hurricane in oman that they've never had before you know you get these freezes in around the world that uh 
that basically cause natural gas prices to spike, and then these things then magnify during these shortages. So, we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time i think this is a secular play at least that's what you and i are going to probably be talking about over the next six weeks to two months i see that this scenario playing out market's going to struggle commodity markets are going to do well okay and that that makes a lot of sense and people at least the banks let me put it this way i'll be more specific Maybe not the public, but the banks seem to be rushing to gold. And um, also, too, it looks like the public is going to, to crypto. I mean, is there a preference there, uh, depending on the sector you're talking about? Yeah, you know, at the same time, Bitcoin started getting a bit again. And what we look for for Bitcoin to know there's a change, we call it the Thursday-Monday trade. If you start seeing a bit into the weekends on, on, on crypto... Then you know people are accumulating because Asia likes to trade that when the regular markets are closed. And we're starting to see that again. You know, so, you know, the fourth quarter is usually pretty friendly for Bitcoin. But there's a couple alts that we like a lot. You know, the one that I'm in personally right now with uh, quite a bit is is Solana. And uh, that that has a, a good use case. You know, some of the things that they're trying to they're trying to accomplish and. 
you know, and so uh, I like that one and, and, and Bitcoin. So that's where I'm focused on. And what we do at Trade Genius is we have, we actually have a crypto service. So we'll we'll put out the signals on Bitcoin and, and we even have a service um, that we um, we call the Sentinel that uh, that will actually look on the five minute time frame for all 30 of the uh, major uh, uh, basically crypto pairs. And, and give people opportunities to see if they want to scalp things. So, so it's becoming constructive again. Usually, Dave, when you hear all this hue and cry that Bitcoin's going to zero, that's usually when you want to start thinking about getting long again. <laughs> they're, trying, they're, yeah. they're trying to force it down. So, well, I saw that China actually made Bitcoin illegal, or crypto illegal. Yeah, which we, every time they do that, crypto then tends to bounce afterwards. Did I tell you my theory on 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 Bitcoin? No. So my theory on Bitcoin is that it's it, Bitcoin's a construct of the United States intelligence services, and uh, basically the Great Reset will roll into Bitcoin, and and I think Satoshi is the U.S. government. So um, and so when things start getting pushed to shove, then they'll have um, they have their uh, already have their digital coin, and then when you start seeing Bitcoin really rip against the dollar. The United States government is covered. I think the Chinese have figured it out, and they're like, "There's no way we're gonna we're gonna own something that the U.S. already owns." And and uh, so that's that's my conspiracy. I can be totally all wet, but we've not done anything to prevent people from accumulating Bitcoin in this country. Although all the other countries around the world are freaking out, we've been very supportive of Bitcoin in this country. <clears throat> Is you know the way I see Bitcoin and to my untrained eye, and, and certainly I'm the novice here, but I almost see Bitcoin um, with the going away of cash, perhaps, or at least the plan going away of it by the Great Reset, is just a landing point, kind of like a temporary escape hatch that you get into, and then it might transfer to something else. I mean, what role do you see dip Bitcoin playing? in the great reset as they call yeah, it yeah i think your your scenario is plausible i think the the elites want to have a place to roll out of the banking system so they don't get um they don't get destroyed so um it's quite plausible and look and i'm not one of these guys i'm not a bitcoin maximalist that says you know bitcoin uber all i view it as an asset like everything else but but it certainly makes sense to own something in, in some size that's going to protect you from when the banking system um, necessarily has to implode. And, you know, that's why people own gold and silver. That's why you should own Bitcoin. And, and that's why I own shares of companies that produce stuff that people need. And that's how you're going to protect yourself going forward. Owning Facebook is not going to help you when everybody and their brother is, is fighting to get the next meal okay owning grocery stores and owning food production is going to maintain your wealth and and that's where people are going to have to and i don't want to be so dire but that's the direction we're traveling now is we've had it easy and soft for for the last you know 20 30 years and we we wrung that towel dry wow that's so if i were to take your advice and go forward and I was a trained investor, which I'm not, but I would say, okay, Bob, I think what you're telling me is I need to buy things that are tangible um, as opposed to um, stuff like Facebook. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. So, you know, just like, you know, you, you're in college, right? And you spend all four years just getting drunk all the time, right? And and now you graduate and you're like, oh, man, I, the real world is here again. And just that's what we're coming out of. We're coming out of a 40-year a drunk. And and now things are going to get real again. And you want to you wanna own things that the grown-ups would own. And, and uh, you know, the, the old saying is you want to own something that hurts if you drop it on your foot. So, you know, so you want to own tangible assets. You want to own moats. What a moat is, meaning that somebody easily can't supplant you as a company. And you want to be out of financial assets themselves. Now, it doesn't mean you want to be out of real estate. It means you just want to be out of a lot of the speculation because the Fed's going to be stuck here. They're going to have a secular decline in economic activity. At the same time, they're having secular inflation. And they're going to be all over the place trying to solve it. And and I think um, they're going to they're going to err on letting inflation run because the alternative is is much, much more scary for them, which is just total debt collapse. So they, they look at crypto as a escape hatch. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I think so. You, you, I bet if you made Congress declare who all has Bitcoin, you'd find all of them have Bitcoin. <laughs> interesting. Well, well fair, uh, Chairman, uh, pa- <laughs> Chairman, interesting choice of words. But yeah, the Chairman of the Federal Reserve yesterday or two days ago said that we have no interest in doing away with Bitcoin or, or crypto. Yeah, you know, they, they make these noises around regulations and stuff like that, but they've done nothing to dissuade people from owning uh, from owning Bitcoin. I think people are I think people are missing missing the point here when they say, Oh, there's nothing there. Well, there's nothing with a dollar either. It's it's backed by the the military might of the United States, right? So uh, now Bitcoin you're starting to see probably the United States probably now owns most of citizens own most of the Bitcoin. So and and you know at some point they're gonna see that as a national asset. And they're going to protect it. Plus, we still don't know who owns all the Satoshi coins, right? So Satoshi, he never identified himself. But there are been patents written by the NSA and such back in the 80s around uh, cryptographic um, uh, uh, currencies. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if that that's the plan. And I don't disagree with you, Dave. Look, there's things to be worried about, obviously, because, you know, um, Cryptocurrencies aren't anonymous; they're pseudonymous, meaning that you don't, you may not know who owns it, but you know somebody's own. Some you can follow the transactions, right? So, so you know, so there are, you know, there there is this slide to the to the, uh, um, you know, to the Antichrist, right? But at the same time, if you're looking at it strictly from a secular point of view, you know, we're going there. You know, people are look. China's already there, right? So. So you're going to see it. So the United States is going to defend itself. And if they're going to use Bitcoin as one of their hop-offs, then I think they're going to do that. Yeah, the hop-off. I like that phrase. That, that expresses very well what I was thinking. Um, when you talk about the creation of these economic blocks, will military alliances naturally follow? Yeah, and I think I think actually it's, it's going kind of ass backwards. That I think the military alliances are going to set up the economic ones. So I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah. at some point that India will start receiving and they'll start purchasing American, Israeli-made uh, 
British made technology versus they kind of been like neutral. You know, they got Russian anti air, they got Russian jets, you know, they got some American technology. They're kind of trying to play the field here a little bit, but they also bought some Israeli stuff. I think we're going to see India come closer and closer into our orbit. That would scare the hell out of the Chinese, you know, and because the China, India is well positioned to, uh, to interfere with the, the land routes of the of the Belt and Road, but they also basically they're sitting right there along the sea routes, right? And so I, I fully expect India to be brought into the orbit. And if you're Chinese, just think about it. You know, you got Japan who's hostile to you. You got the Philippines who are hostile to you. You got South Korea who's hostile to you. You got Indonesia that is afraid of you. You got Australia now that's hostile to you. And you got India that's not hostile to you. So all your stuff comes through those countries. I mean, I don't know who who's teaching Dale Carnegie to the Chinese, but um, but somebody needs to probably give them a refresher course on don't piss off people that can close their gates to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's and, really and, good. Yeah, so so I think Chinese have boxes. I've never been a Chinese rising fan. I think China's belligerent. I think they're arrogant. I think the West has basically compromised themselves for short-term wealth, you know, and so we made it easy for the Chinese to think they're better than they are. Now, I'm talking about the communist Chinese. If China was totally free, they would be a formidable competitor. So, uh, but they're not, and they're going to go just the way the Soviet Union's gone. They're imploding financially. They are. They're biggest Ponzi out there. They're 350% GDP, debt to GDP. They can't energize. They have to shut factories down now. They don't have enough energy. Is this what happens when you have one guy basically directing everything? He makes a mistake. It could be a fatal mistake. They don't have enough food, Dave. At the same time, all these stockpiles are going away. Brazil's in frost. The United States, um, you know, is, um, is, is a surplus nation that's drifting down. They already cut Australia off from themselves, right? So Russia is really their only um, excess supplier, and the Russians are pretty smart. They're going to see that, and they're going to demand premiums or concessions. And so if we have a famine somewhere in the world, Dave, um, you know, when I, don't, I hate to use the word famine. The 1500s famines don't happen now because you can move stuff around. You couldn't move stuff in Europe around a lot. So stuff... Stuff basically rot it before it can get to people, but you're going to see you're going to see uh, China hurting because they have to they have to rely on South America and they have to rely on Russia and the United States goodwill to to feed themselves. And if one of those nations has a shortfall year, it could be pretty uh, pretty dire for the Chinese. Interesting. Um, the debt to GDP ratio you just perked my ears up. When you said three hundred and some percent, um, explain debt to GDP in simple terms for people, and then contrast that with what we have here in the U.S. Yes, yeah, so um, the, the the GDP is the aggregate amount of economic activity, and so the Chinese have basically wrote loans at three and a half times their annual production. Does not interest. Their annual production. So so their debt they're carrying on their books is three and a half times their debt level. The best way to think about it, if all that debt had to be liquidated, Dave, you basically take economic activity and you divide by the 3.5. 
So if you had a thirty trillion dollar economy, you take thirty trillion, you know, divide it by three point five, and you end up with an eight trillion dollar economy. You catch what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And and so that's how the best way you look at it. United States. I think we're we're closing in on a little over a hundred percent now. So basically, if that we get cut that in half, it's a fifty percent haircut for us. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I know I do. Uh, so yeah, so really. You know what? 100% GDP, 100% debt to GDP. Really, our our wealth. We're really worth half of what we, of what we say we are. If you wipe that debt out, hence okay. that's why people say the market's overinflated. Yeah, the market's way overinflated. But you know, until people they they say a rolling loan carries no loss, right? So until somebody calls those loans, and what's happening in the United States and in China is that the government ends up buying all the debt. So and so you your your GDP may not go from thirty trillion to fifteen trillion, Dave, but your cost of living may go in such a way where your GDP becomes sixty trillion, but you still feel like you're only fifteen trillion, okay? Because inflation just wipes out people's ability to buy things. So the measurement kind of is a false dichotomy. It's really more about what's your standard of living gonna look like you know, on a go forward basis. And basically, we've been slowly rotting out our middle class, right? So, you know, up into the 70s, you know, one family could, could one person could support a family's income. Now we have a point where two families can't support a family income. So we're at that. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Point now where, where you know, it's becoming impossible for people to, um, to survive. And then when you get these crazy things that you open the show with, you know, uh, basically we're going to take the rest of it away from you. And turn everybody into basically, uh, you know, council houses, you know, like they do in Britain, is that I, I think um, will will probably anger a lot of people. Wow. Okay, that's. And just remember, when you rent something, you don't take care of it like you own something. Okay, so things deteriorate pretty rapidly. Yeah, I, I one time thought this is just lame and thinking out loud. But when we had the crash of 2009, I started thinking, gee, are people going to naturally lose their houses? Not some enforced program by Yellen, but naturally lose their houses in big numbers. And I thought, if I were the government, what would I do? And I thought, well, I'd just tell the banks, just rent the houses back to them. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the banker's game, right? So there's tails I win, uh, heads I win, tails, I, tails you lose, right? Even if they pull a home back from you, the bank really didn't lose any money because they used fake money, fractional money to get the to get give the loan in the first place. It was never their money. It was it was made up money. They they declared it into existence when they wrote you the note, and so they now they have real property. So, but I think what's probably going to happen, Dave, is you're going to see an assault on on uh, you'll start seeing real estate taxes, right? You know where they want to, they'll start taxing transactions like they do, 
like in Europe, they have the VAT tax even on real estate, stuff like that. So you're gonna, you'll start seeing, hey, let's have a national tax on real estate. Only the wealthy we're going to pay. We'll put a, you know, a, you know, a five hundred thousand dollar exemption, so only the rich get it. You'll start seeing that some of that some some of that stuff come to existence, you know, to mollify the, the the masses, right? But at the same time, it just puts a lid on the value of, of home ownership for people and and it's just another camel nose under the tent to take it to the next step. Yeah. Well the whole premise that Yellen was talking about to the unrealized income, that ain't income. I don't like it when my home appreciates because now I've got to pay a higher mill levy assessment on my property tax. I don't like that at all. Well you just have to look at Illinois to see how it works. Um they have the most progressive real estate taxation in the country, and buying real estate um, in in that state is you're an idiot because the price of homes go down because you know you can only qualify for a loan PITI right. So if taxes keep going up on the home, the home ergo has to be worth less for people to afford the note. So, but I'm going to tell you why the progressives and the liberals feel this way because they actually created this scenario by by making capital gains more important than dividends is that so what if what happens when you become wealthy Dave and you have assets you, you don't have to ever sell your asset what you do is you borrow against it until the day you die okay and then your children get exemptions from inheritance taxes and then they satisfy the debt it's almost like a it's almost like a huge reverse mortgage for people, you know, for, wow. for the wealthy. I never thought so, of it that way, but Yellen's trying to take that away, too. The first part of her plan is to um, uh, tax inherited uh, homeowners. And, and let's just say you have a house that's $200,000 when you bought it. It appreciates over the life of the person to 800000 And she wants to tax on the 800000 when your errors come up. And there's no way that most families can afford that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, Dave. I think it's uh, I think she's smoking a little bit of hopium there, uh, but because there's no congressperson's ever going to vote on a tax that's so visible to the American people, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna they're gonna do something a little bit more you know hidden and a little bit more insidious. And but look, they're the ones that created the problem in the first place by making capital gains that much more attractive than um, than dividends. You know, so um, so you know, you may start seeing some some games being played in that area to switch from you know on cap gains on stocks versus uh, um, basically on dividend payments, and so to force companies, you know, they can you know the SEC could just write a rule saying that you you can't write off your your debt for for uh, for buying back shares, okay, and and next thing you know it. Um, the capital gains goes away and then investors are going to demand dividends. So there's ways in which you can play around with this, even around not having to do legislation that really doesn't affect you and I. But they're really worried that that people are getting angrier and angrier. But what they always propose tends to shoot the middle class in the head. And, and I think people are too surly now to accept any of it. Oh, I, I don't know. I, to me, you're talking logic, 
Okay, you are. You're making perfect sense. The things that I see coming out of this new administration, that we're now almost 10 months into it, that this new administration does not make sense. No, but they also aren't making any progress either. So they just put out the most bizarre things and seeing what, what's what's going to stick. And uh, so my my hope, Dave, is that they're going to continue to just be uh, incompetent. And they're having, they're having this thing in time, inside the, the Democratic Party. Basically, they're having a civil war between the progressive wings and their moderate wings. And, and Biden's not strong enough to wrestle it under control. So he's being flipped and whipped around between these two competing parties. And um, basically the Clinton wing versus the Obama wing right now. And so... You're, uh, you know, you have a bunch of moderate Democrats that are that thinking they're going to lose their jobs in November, and you have the progressives that say burn it down, right? And so, um, so Pelosi can't get anything through the House, and McConnell's saying we're doing nothing to help you, and you got Samina, and you got uh, Mansion, and look at this, look what they did to Samina this weekend. They followed her into the bathroom with a camera, classified felony actually in Arizona. So why would she want to, okay, um, you know, and she's not a person that's, that's intimidated. Now she's just going to dig her heels in. So why why would they follow her into the bathroom? What could possibly be the purpose of that? It's intimidation. It's crazy. Look, Democrats only know one one way of doing things, right? Intimidate you. You know, they, they, they went to Manchin's home. They went to his houseboat. You know, they're sending their goons after these guys. And, uh, and look, they're not going to roll over. And uh, which would be ironically funny is if this if the governor of Arizona provides additional security, which he's Republican, to a Democratic senator to protect her from Democrats. <laughs> oh my God, that's great! I love, I absolutely love that. You know, there's another concern I have out there that pivots off of economics too, and the dependence of Germany and France, and even with the French recalling their ambassador, but uh, with the Germans and French. Are are really they're addicted to Russian oil, um, Russian energy. Are they going to leave NATO one day and and then become part of the uh, Russian bloc? You know, I I um, read an article last weekend because my biggest fear always has been if Russia and Germany have some sort of rapprochement because that would be German technology with Russian resources, which would be pretty scary, but. But I was reading that there's such a natural animosity between the two nations because of the three wars that were fought over the last 150 years that that a rapprochement would be difficult. And and look, Germany's in need right now. Do the Russians support them? No, they're they're basically um, digging 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 a hole in those guys by cutting off and slowing down natural gas. Uh, access to the Germans. The French, on the other hand, are Machiavellian, right? They're just going to do whatever they think is going to be in the short-term best interest of France, and uh, they uh, and they're they're loading up a nuke plants, by the way. So they're trying to put themselves in a position to be. Um, they're already ninety, like one percent on electricity. I think they're trying to get over a hundred percent. 
you know, in preparation for um, electric vehicles, number one, and also be in a position to export energy into into, into Germany over the next 10 years. So um, I think they'll both use Russia if they can, but Russia and German reproachment, I think I would be more worried if the Russians say, I'll give Germany all they need, right? <laughs> but they're not doing it. But if that happens, Dave, then I'm happy to be wrong, and get, and we can be very worried. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you know, one thing that really bothers me, too, about Germany, they have the world's fourth largest economy, yet we provide their military defense. Yeah, and I, I don't think we do that altruistically. I think we, we do that because uh, we want to have some semblance of of control over there. And look, Russia is not going to invade Europe. The Africans aren't going to invade Europe in a military way. Middle East is there's no need for a for a large, you know, American presence other than for other reasons other than defense of of of, of Europe. I think it was more to 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 satisfy everybody who's afraid of Germany. <laughs> Interesting. Well, after two world wars, I don't think that's necessarily a unrealistic fear um you know when you said something too that it, you triggered a thought in me as a, a delayed reaction you said that we have things back asswards with um military alliances forming from these blocks prior to economic and i think you're right because look at what we did with nuclear submarines the uk and australia we gave them nuke submarines and uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And and Australia was definitely under the sphere of the Chinese. Yeah, yeah. America came to Australia's rescue, basically uh, saying we're going to give them strategic assets. And I mean, China has to know that there's no way we're going to let the Chinese harm Australia in any way, shape, or form. They 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 must know that. And so now Britain got themselves involved in this too. Which is which is very interesting, and I think part of that is because the the rest of that block, the ASEAN block, is is hostile. Uh, and don't forget Vietnam. Okay, um, a lot of a lot of trade now. I, I was we we're looking for some office furniture uh, last week and went to um, one of the sh- you know furniture showroom places, and I I was chatting up the. The sales people, I'm saying, hey, uh, how's sales going? They said it's going awesome. I said, you guys being affected by the uh, the container ships out there, and they said, they said absolutely. And I said, as I said, having a hard time getting stuff out of China. They said, oh no, we switched all our stuff from China to Vietnam, and uh, we just didn't want to be in China anymore. And and then I just said, well, what's happening with the thing? He said, well, our owner just went ahead. And open two factories in Mexico, so that we're not totally dependent on Asian um, uh, Asian uh, shipping anymore. And so that that was really interesting to me because I have a friend who has a factory in China and in Mexico and in the U.S. and shifting more stuff to Mexico too for production because they can't um, they can't handle the fact that they may not be able to get their goods to their their customers. So I think we're, we may see a lot more onshoring coming as well, which will weaken, you know, which will weaken China. But also, I think it's freaking out the rest of Asia a little bit, too. Interesting. But, 
Yeah, I'm hearing all these things where China's kind of getting boxed in, is the way I describe it. But doesn't that make them like a cornered animal? And doesn't a cornered animal become more dangerous? Yeah, depending what the animal is, right? So if the Chinese use nukes, then they're very dangerous. If the Chinese go conventional, I mean, literally, what can they do? I don't see this government of China having the moral restraint not to use nukes. Yeah, I don't think Xi is 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 an omnipotent as people you know think or he claims to be. There's there's definitely factions in those mandarins over there that there's a lot of people in in the elite circles in China that would love nothing more than have a great relationship with the United States. Okay, and uh, and in fact that was the 80s and the 90s, right? Where it was like you know let's let's compete, let's kind of be nominally aligned, right? And then it changed with the rise of, of Xi and his faction. And and they became very nationalistic and and you know they they sensed decadence on, on our part and they thought to take advantage of it. And but uh, I I just don't think Xi's in a really weak position right now. If if they if if people have a hard winter this winter, you know, that's revolutions come from this stuff. You know, and and if if China pushes too hard, you know, food may not get there, oil may not get there. You know, and we don't necessarily have to block the sea lanes. We can just go to these source countries and say, you're not exporting anything. You know what I mean? And and mm. start forcing some issues. That is very interesting. So when we circle this around the drain and bring it back here to our market, our economy. Um, we talked about stagflation as a possibility, but let's let's translate that into the market. Does that mean the market's doomed, or or is the market going to be fragmented and it's kind of like a landmine series? You got to weave your way through. How's this going to play out? Yeah, it's going to be bifurcated, Dave. So, you know, I call it the great rotation. So, just like in the seventies, the Nifty Fifty stocks, which are the Fang stocks of their day, you know, basically fell forty-seven percent. They didn't recover again, you know. In 1966 is when it when they, they hit their tops. They they didn't recover again in, in, until um, uh, 1981. Okay, and so uh, we're going to see a situation where you know companies like Apple and Amazon and stuff like that are going to lose their their dominant positions, you know, from stock standpoint. And and at the same time, you're going to start seeing energy names. Uh, and commodity names start to uh, to take hold because they're going to have pricing power. And the stronger their pricing power, the worse it gets for people who have to consume those commodities. So yeah, so, so for me, it's a bifurcation. You just can't look at SPY and say, well, just buy SPY. You have to say, just like we did, to say, just buy energy. And, and just don't try to time the collapse of these other names. Just buy what's going up. And, and that's what we're doing, and we don't see that changing anytime soon. Hmm. So, when you uh, navigate the market yourself, is this influencing what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, well, yes and no. We've already we think we front ran it pretty effectively. So we we basically have our um, our trend stops in, and we're just going to keep following the trades up higher as as it goes up. But like I said, I, you know, people are making bets right now for two hundred dollar oil in in the uh, in the oil markets. Okay, so that's pretty um, 
That's pretty intel. That's pretty mind-boggling, if you will. But think about it. That's only a double, Dave. If if something went wrong, right? You have an accident or whatever, you know, in in a in a refinery and stuff like that, or you have Iran and Saudi Arabia decide to trade missiles and things like that. You know, we could easily be fifty dollars higher in oil in a heartbeat. Wow. And that <laughs> translate that to America. It just we won't be able to afford to drive to work. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Just it's the seventies again when we had four hundred percent increase in oil. Uh, basically, you know, we walked to school, right? We dad controlled the car, right? So, you know, uh, if you want to go up with your friend, you had to share gas money. Remember all those things? So oh, yeah, yeah. those things are all going to come back again. And so that's that's what we're uh, we're looking for. And it's going to get even worse because we're so much more dependent. And this 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 foolish shift to green energy before we have the infrastructure in place is going to cause nightmare situations where we'll have, have absolute outright shortages. Wow, that's absolutely crazy. Well, let's take your company for example, Trade Genius, and let's talk about how you're navigating all this. You said the market's bifurcated. Tell tell us how that's working for you and your investors. Yeah, so for us, you know, we're simply looking at, um, um, you know, we our system works on two really effective algorithms. We have money flow algorithms and we look at trends. And so what we're doing is we're basically buying the sectors that are where money's flowing. And so we saw the energy name. We saw your, I've been, you and I have been talking uranium out for six months. We've already got triples now on uranium and we probably have another double to go. We're starting to see now movement in palladium and platinum. That's going to be the next area we're going to be making some purchases. And then gold and silver are going to be going up as well. And we're staying with the energy names. I stay away from shorting the markets because it's too hard to short the markets. You have to be really fast. And so that's what we're doing. And on the crypto side is that we think cryptos are going to go right along with the uh, anti-fiat theme because these currencies have to fall to pay for these governors, governments going crazy. And so um, so we have bundles we put together, Dave, that you can um, buy cryptos with us. You can uh, buy stocks with us. You can trade the futures with us. And and uh, we, we pre-discounted those 65% off. And if you want to go not bundled, you can use promo code FALL and, and just get 40% off anything that's not bundled. And then you can go ahead and uh, take advantage of these deals by Saturday and um, take advantage of the pricing. So tradelikeagenius.com will help you make money. Um, if Dave, you can show them some of the comments from our customers, what we're doing for them. Uh, I think people get a really good sense. We record every trade that we give out. And so you can see that um, we have a long-term track record of, of, of very good performance. Yeah, well, you're navigating this pretty well. Uh, but a lot of people are here, here's what I'm hearing there are five groups that are making a lot of money in the market everybody else they're feeding them the money that they're making the money off the market with and they're losing money and then there's a few individual commando groups out there that are making money too are you one of the commando groups <laughs> I don't know if I'll call myself a commando group but um but yeah, I mean, look, we're doing well, and uh, you know, in, in, when in trading, you, you don't overthink the market. You just um, you go where the money goes. 
we we joke we call ourselves seagulls you know we let the bigger fish bring the bait ball to the surface and then we feed and then we leave before it's too late and we look for the next bait ball so you know we try to go what's called the middle 60 you know um we uh i don't know if we trend follow because we're really ahead of the trends but we wait for the stocks to set up and we take those trades and we do very well I, I think you probably are more trend-setting. Let, let me tell you what I hear from my friends that, that play regular market, which I don't um, for this reason. Um, I see things shift economically, Dave, and my broker is standing pat. Do you see that too? Hello? So, yeah, sorry about that. My, 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 my thing went mute. Uh, yeah, look, they, they're stuck by... Uh, the passive investing game so they there's nothing they can do they they either have to the customers have to get out of the, the the stock market for them to start selling stuff and so what happens is they wait they wait they wait they wait then they overreact you know and so they tend to then lag the market and when these when you get these big secular changes in the market you know they tend to they tend to tremendously underperform and then people get scared and then they miss the move higher then. And so you have, um, you, you know, when things are benign, you know, things look great. But when things aren't benign, then things get really, really, um, uh, really, really nasty if, you're, if you use uh, active management. Okay. And so, yeah, but, you know, and beyond that, it's also to, even on the retail side, people are, um, um, people are using, um, um, basically this call them yolo trading you know they're just swinging hard on these option trades and these people are all going to get blown up and so i'm just really really worried about all these people out there just you know they got lucky they doubled or tripled their money on small accounts and then what's happening in the market today we just two weeks in a row we just got the market just to, to blow up and and uh and this is wiping people out left and right and because they're they're chasing these big moves that are now they're getting wiped out on. So we try to keep people away from that stuff and just keep people in the things where the, where prices are moving higher and you can't help but make money. There are rules in this market. If you follow them, you're okay. Yeah, just like following the energy because that's such a prime focus. When climate change policies kick in, and we've got to have a short answer on this, is that going to affect what you do? And if so, how? Uh, won't affect me at all um it, it's just going to mean that energy prices are going to go up higher economic activity is going to continue to collapse and there'll be some occasional green energy names that we'll be able to uh to trade so um yeah we already have precedence for this we already seen what it does in australia and what it does in europe so if it comes to the united states we already have a sense of of the winners and losers for that too that's an, you're saying that uh, Australia is farther along on climate change, and it's affected their economy more than it has us, and so you can see the future trend? Yeah, and look, what's going to cause, I think climate change is going to go off the board here in about the next one to two years, because when people can't eat and people can't get the work, the last thing they're going to hear from is Greta Thunberg, okay? And, and uh, you know, so and people are already, they don't, they already don't care about it. that's amazing but you know the answer the answer bob is they've told us we can eat bugs and i've read this on the world economic forum aquatics plants bugs and fake lab meat yep yep i mean that's what they want to do they want to keep the good stuff for themselves 
Remember, the Bible said that the, the poor people are going to eat barley for their wages, and, and but don't touch the wine and oil. So, <laughs> wow. Boy, that's, that, that's I, I've never heard of put, I, I love. I'm going to quote you on this. I'm going to quote that phrase. <laughs> that's yeah, really so that's the ultimate indicator. Look, these people are are psych are psychotic. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. Whatever it is, whatever the mental health term you want to use. Yeah, they just don't care about you at all. No, right? I've said that. You're I've just, said that many times. We're out of time, Bob. But uh, the uh, deadline is this Saturday. If you want to get involved with what they do, uh, coupon code is fall. Uh, Bob, great stuff as always across the board. Thanks for joining us. No, thanks for having me. And uh, I, I think you and I have talked quite a bit this month. I think there's a lot to talk about. No kidding. Thanks, Bob. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.